It's almost time for the 61st ACB Annual Convention, and convention time also means ACB Auction Time. This year's auction will be held on Saturday, June 18th, beginning at 6 p.m. Central Time. It's your chance to bid on crafts, jewelry, technology, and those ever-popular food items, including some delicious baked goods. Participation is easy. If you're registered for the convention, you're automatically registered to bid. You can join in on Zoom or tune in to ACB Media to catch all the action. If you want to get in on some early deals, the ACB Appetizer Auction is for you. It'll take place June 16th and 17th with lots of great items up for bid throughout both days. All proceeds will benefit ACB membership and the ACB community. Watch your email for more auction details or contact Leslie Spoon if you have any questions. Her email address is lesliespoon at cfl.rr.com That's lesliespoon at cfl.rr.com Let's have some fun while raising money to support ACB. See you at the auction June 18th beginning at 6 p.m. Central Time. Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Hey, everybody, and good evening. Welcome to Financial Sense, a financial call sponsored by ACB Next Generation and Penny Forward where we talk about personal finance from a younger person's perspective. If you're not quite ready for retirement, you're thinking more about the now, then this is probably the call for you. Uh, ACB Next Generation, if you are unfamiliar with it, is an affiliate, a special interest affiliate of the American Council of the Blind. It caters to ACB members who tend toward the young, Uh, ages 18 to 40. Uh, Whether you are a student or not, ACB Next Generation could be for you. I hope you'll check them out. Their website is acbnextgeneration.org. Penny Forward is a community of blind people building bright futures one penny at a time. Our mission is to help blind people Navigate the complicated landscape of personal finance through education, mentoring, and mutual support. We do this by offering free content in the form of a blog and a podcast on our website, pennyforward.com, as well as uh, members-only content. You can join us for $9 a month or $99 a year, and by doing that, you get access to Uh, self-paced online courses, regularly scheduled members-only group chats where you can chat with instructors and other students about the things that you're learning and and work on your growing money management skills. Or you can schedule one-to-one sessions if you need some more personalized assistance. And in celebration of convention season, and you're all hearing this Right now, you're the first people to hear this. If you're listening on ACB Media or, uh, or, or you're joining the call, we have a deal for people during convention season. If you join during convention season and use the following coupon codes, you will pay just $7 a month or $77 a year. So that's a big savings. 
Here's how you do it. Go to pennyforward.com slash membership. And uh, while you're there, you can join uh, either at a, using a monthly subscription or a yearly subscription. If you're joining with a monthly subscription, which is normally $9 a month, use the coupon code CON7. That's C-O-N-7. Um, and this, this will expire after convention season ends. So do this right now. CON7 at checkout. Using that coupon code, that'll get you the uh, introductory rate for one year of $7 a month. If you want to save even more, though, you can sign up for uh, a yearly membership, which is normally $99 a year. And uh, you can use the coupon code CON77 at checkout. Again, that's CON77, and CON is in all caps. In both cases, capital C, capital O, capital N, 77. Use that coupon code at checkout and you will pay just $77 a year for a yearly membership. And that'll be for your first year. And then the, uh, the normal price resumes after that. So to reiterate, use the coupon code CON7 at checkout when signing up for a monthly membership and for your first year you will pay $7 a month or use the coupon code con77 when checking out after signing up for a yearly membership and you will pay $77 for your first year and all of those things are uh, up in case you forgot uh, you can find all of the instructions and those coupon codes right on pennyforward.com. If you click on join Penny Forward or you go to pennyforward.com slash membership, either way, you can find those instructions and we'll be posting all of that stuff to social media for everybody to hear and see and feel if you're reading Braille right after this call ends. So stay tuned for that. In other news, pennyforward.com has been kind of slow lately, and we have had brief outages of sometimes about two, three minutes at a time, but that's long enough to make it annoying. So in response to that, we have upgraded our website. And as of this morning, you should see much, much faster page loads and much more responsiveness uh, both on the uh, on the external website where you access the blog and the podcast and also on the members only site if you sign up. So um, we have done some testing throughout the day today and we believe everything to be working correctly after the server upgrade. However, if something is not working correctly, please email us at pennyforward at pennyforward.com or call our 800 number, which is 888-332-5558, and let us know about the problem, and we'll try and get it fixed, and we'll also try and help you work through it. Uh, we'd also like to announce that Penny Forward has received a grant from Wells Fargo. 
along with World Services for the Blind. We will be developing the ABCs of financial health, a comprehensive and fully accessible financial health education curriculum for use by uh, agencies, rehab agencies, schools for the blind, training centers, things like that. And World Services for the Blind will be the uh, the first uh, consumer of that curriculum. So uh, we're getting into that, uh, that business um, as well, thanks to Wells Fargo. And you can read all about that on pennyforward.com. And I hope that you'll share that with your family and friends. It's pretty exciting news for uh, all of us. And, and uh, um, you uh, will be seeing the results of that grant funding soon. Also, this month we have, uh, at, on the 1st of June, we have had announced that Concerned About Credit, an introduction to credit scores, credit reports, and why they matter, uh, was released as uh, one of our members-only online courses on pennyforward.com. And if you take that course um, and complete it and complete the course satisfaction survey in the month of June, so before July 1st, so there's still time left, you could be entered into a drawing to win an Amazon gift card. So pay attention to this, folks, because um, you you not only uh, you not only in the next two weeks here can take advantage of of that possibility of being entered into the drawing, and all you have to do is take this course. But you can also use those coupons that I gave out and uh, save money on your subscription. So. Uh, Think about doing both of those two things because that could be uh, that could be a big deal. And uh, it's always, always, always good to learn about um, credit reports and credit scores and how they work. Even people who think they know a lot about those topics uh, have said when they've taken the course that they learned something new and uh, that. that's always something that's important for uh, for us. Um, if we ever think that we want to borrow money in the future, but it's also important for other things like finding housing, renting an apartment, getting a job. Did you know that when you apply for a job, employers may do a credit check on you, and if you have bad bad credit, that may hurt you. Uh, when you're trying to apply for a job. So uh, um, lots of different reasons to learn about how to use credit wisely and uh, have good credit health. Um, that's the uh, the news portion of the program. And uh, Greg, I see your hand raised. We're not taking uh, we're not taking questions just yet, but we'll get to you soon. Um, this week, I'm sorry. This month, <laughs> see, we have uh, we have weekly calls, uh, members only calls, and so I get confused now uh, when I have to switch to a monthly call. This month, we are talking about conventions because it's convention season, and uh, if you um, if you haven't been living under a rock, you've been seeing lots and lots of buzz about the ACB National Convention coming up. Uh, both virtually and in person, 
starting at the end of June and uh, virtually and uh, starting on July 1st in person. So this month, we wanted to talk about conventions and how to attend them on a budget. Because I believe, and I hope that you agree with me, that conventions are a wonderful opportunity for us to uh, get to know other people like ourselves. Um, I've been to uh, a few conventions. I'm looking forward to going to this one in Omaha. And what I'll say about them is I leave convention feeling proud of being blind. And uh, it's not always easy to be proud of being blind. Uh, There's lots of reasons why being blind can be a frustrating and scary and discouraging experience. And, uh, and yet, there are blind people that are doing great things, and there are blind people that are living kind of just normal everyday lives, and all of them are hanging out at conventions. And uh, by hanging out with them, uh, I find it easy to be proud to be blind, both when I'm there and then after I leave, and it kind of keeps me going through the rest of the year. So uh, conventions are a great thing, and I really want to... Uh, persuade you to find a way to go. And if money is an object, then uh, that's what we're here to talk about. So the first thing that I want to talk about is planning ahead. Um, This is kind of a theme anytime we talk about spending large amounts of money. But uh, think about what it's going to cost to go to convention. Build a travel budget. It doesn't have to be complicated. You can talk to your friends and family and find out what kinds of uh, kinds of things, what kind of money they spend on things. If you don't know what things are going to cost, but it could be something as simple as it's going to cost me three hundred dollars to get there, and it's going to cost me fifty dollars a day while I'm there to eat, and then you can easily find out what the hotel room rates are. But pay attention to not only the room rate, but what the room is going to cost with taxes and stuff. So maybe $120 a night to uh, have a room while I'm there or less if you use any of the tips that we're about to talk about. But build a travel budget. And once you've built a travel budget, then figure out how much money you might need to set aside in savings every month or every two weeks or every half month, depending on how often you get paid, so that you have enough money to cover that budget when convention season rolls around. Um, And you might even take into account how much you're going to get paid right before convention um, as a part of that budget. But let's let's say for an example that it costs... um, $300 $300 uh, plus, um, oh, I don't know, we'll say $800 for your hotel and food expenses. So that's $1,100. Let's just say it's $1,200 to make it easy. If, you're gonna, if you are going to spend $1,200 on your convention trip, That means that you need to put away $100 a month 
or $50 twice a month. If you get paid, uh, if you get paid, uh, on the first and the 15th or a little less than $50 every two weeks. If you get paid every two weeks, that's all it needs to be. Just plan ahead, put that money aside, and then it'll be easy for you to, to go to convention and not have to worry about uh, what things are going to cost and how you're going to make ends meet. Book your flights early, at least a couple months, because prices go up the closer you get to any trip. So if you can book your flights three weeks or a month early, you can save time. You can also, if you have friends that are going to convention and they don't even have to be going from the same place, you can coordinate with them. Book your flights together so that you arrive at the airport at around the same time. That way you can share transportation costs. And you have people to meet up with and, and, uh, and say hi to because you might be able to take a hotel shuttle. Usually there's a shuttle that goes from, from the airport to the hotel, the convention hotel. So transportation, uh, ground transportation may not be an issue. Use that instead of taking Uber or Lyft. But if you want to take Uber or Lyft, then uh, you know, get the, work it out with your friends so that you can get there at the, at the same time and share that Uber or Lyft together. When the travel time comes, think about when you want to arrive. Convention goes from July 1st through the 8th, but look at the schedule because maybe you don't feel the need to be there the whole time. As an example, if you decide that you only want to be there Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, Tuesdays tend to be when you get the cheapest flights. So if you can arrive, if you can leave and arrive on Tuesday, you can fly there uh, with less money. No, you don't get to experience the whole, whole convention. There's a trade-off there, but it's a way to save some money. Um, if that doesn't work, fly late at night or early in the morning. Those red-eye flights can be a lot less expensive because people don't want to fly them, but, uh, but they're not so bad. I've done it. You know, fly in late at night, you get to the hotel, you go to bed, you wake up nice and refreshed in the morning, ready to take on the convention. Sometimes you can fly into a different airport. And this can be done in different ways. Uh, you know, in, in, in Omaha, maybe this isn't always practical, but if you know somebody that's within driving distance, and that is willing to let you ride with them, fly, see if flying into an airport near them is, is cheaper than flying into an airport, the uh, airport nearest the, the uh, convention hotel. It could make a difference. But please, 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 if you do uh, work out a, riding, a, a ride-sharing arrangement with someone, recognize that they have to pay for gas for that trip. So that trip isn't free for them. So offer to help them out with some of the gas money. Let's talk about housing briefly. Maybe the hotel where the convention is, is not the cheapest place to stay. 
there might be cheaper hotels nearby. It's worth a look. Even if you got to get transportation to and from the hotel. But if you're in a downtown area, there might even be cheaper hotels within walking distance of the convention. Um, Airbnbs are an option, especially if you're doing things with friends. They're not always the... uh, I have, I'm a guide dog user, so I think about this kind of thing. They're not always uh, the um, the easiest thing to work out if you have a guide dog. Some Airbnb owners are are going to be better at that than others. Same thing with Uber and Lyft. We kind of uh, have that that extra stressor to worry about. But uh, sharing an Airbnb with some friends could save you money. Couch surfing. Do you know people that live in the area? For example, uh, when the convention was here in Minneapolis back in 2016, you know, I live in Minneapolis. Um, If you know people that live in the area, they may be willing to let you sleep on their couch or on their floor or in their guest room. And uh, they may want to go to convention too. They probably do. Maybe they need a little bit of extra money to help, uh, help them afford conventions. So if that's the case, maybe you can slip them a few bucks in exchange for uh, staying with them. And that can help them pay for their convention experience too while, uh, while making your convention experience a little cheaper. Do you have local family or friends? Even family or friends that you don't see very often. Maybe you can stay with them. And if you want to stay at the convention hotel, which let's be honest, a lot of people do, you can share a room with somebody or a few somebodies. That can be a lot of fun. Um, I I have in the past shared uh, rooms with uh, friends, people that I had never met outside of of, uh, conventions or, or other similar trips. And some of those friends, uh, some of those people that I've shared rooms with have become lifelong, close, close friends. So sharing a room can be really, really great for lots of reasons. Clothing and packing. Pack so that you have the stuff that you need. And I don't mean packing everything in the kitchen sink here, but pack things that, that uh, will make sure that you don't have to buy things. When you're there, for example, clothing, pack clothing that's appropriate for lots of different kinds of weather. For example, shorts, some shorts, some jeans, you can kind of mix and match depending on the time of day. Uh, Maybe some t-shirts and a sweatshirt that you can throw on like a hoodie over the top of a t-shirt. and. Uh, If it gets cold, Um, clothes that are appropriate for lots of different types of activities, different types of social situations. For example, maybe pack a pair of jeans, but make it a nice pair of jeans so that it's appropriate for just every day hanging out, but it's also appropriate for maybe a nice dinner out. Maybe uh, shirts that aren't t-shirts like polo shirts. If you're a guy or kind of uh, 
you know, I, I'm not an expert on women's clothing here, but, uh, you know, women, you can, you can think about, uh, uh, the kinds of things you wear Mo, maybe I'll kick this over to you in a second. You got, you probably have some ideas here. Um, clothing that, uh, you know, is appropriate for just casually hanging out during the day, but is just dressy enough that you can get away with wearing it in a, in a situation where you want to, where you want to dress up a little bit like a dinner or a banquet. Clothes that can be reused layers. So you can put things on over other things. You can mix and match outfits, that kind of thing. And maybe, maybe take a little bit of time to do laundry while you're there. So you don't have to pack as many clothes, especially because checking bags can be more expensive than carrying things on. And, and uh, if we can avoid checking bags that uh, maybe can save us a little bit of money in the travel department. Food. When you get there, find a supermarket. Um, buy some snacks, some quick meals, even if you're not a cook um, or you don't have cooking implements in your hotel room. Some, some rooms are going to have microwaves, but they might not be brailled as, a, as an example. Uh, things like sandwich fixings might, uh, might help save you money by, um, by giving you some quick and easy meals that you can eat without having to eat at the hotel restaurant or at other restaurants. But if you are going to eat at restaurants, restaurant meals are huge. You can get to go boxes when you're, when you're done with them, if it's convenient to take those back to your room. But you can also think about splitting meals with your friends, maybe getting a couple of shared appetizers uh, or smaller meals or getting a larger meal uh, that you can eat together. Lots of different ways to save money on food. Also, skipping alcohol at meals can save you a ton of money. It's funny, but I've read and I've heard a number of different times that you can save a lot of money and it can be easier to stay on budget by, by getting water with your meal. And if you're going to drink alcohol, don't get food with your alcohol, just get the drinks. That can really help you to stay on budget. Um, entertainment. Look at the convention program. See what's there. There's lots of stuff that, are, that you have to pay for, but there's lots of stuff that's free. And uh, going to the free stuff can be a lot of fun. And, and I, I'm here to tell you, there's way too much in the convention program uh, to fit in, into uh, all of your convention time. You're always going to be looking for things that you... Um, uh, you're always going to be, uh, you know, trading off things that you that you really want to do with other things that you really want to do. So pay attention to the the free stuff that you can do along with the paid stuff. Spend time with friends. The, one of the best reasons to go to conventions, in my opinion, is to be around other blind people. And some of those people are going to be people that you know, either because you've met them before in person or because you've met them online. And some of these, those people are going to be people that you have met at the convention and they can become lifelong friends. 
I've met wonderful people and, and formed great friendships just from getting lost in, in a hotel and asking, asking someone else uh, if they could tell me where I am. It's great. Um, if you're a musician, find room to bring an instrument if you have an instrument that's portable. And then go and find a reason to play it in a public place. It's a great way to make friends and it's a great way to entertain yourself and other people. Uh, in fact, I, uh, I had a great uh, experience where uh, somebody was playing, uh, playing guitar and singing. Uh, I just happened to be walking through a, a convention a few years ago and, and happened to hear a, a person playing guitar and singing and I didn't have anything else to do. And uh, they were doing it in you know, kind of a conversation pit of, of couches and chairs all in a circle and there was an open seat. So I sat down and I listened and spent a couple of hours enjoying music from other people. Um, and uh, again, made some great friendships, met some new people that way. So uh, lots of ways to entertain yourself that don't cost anything or only cost a little bit. Earn while you travel. There are people that bring their convention, their kids to convention. There are people that bring their guide dogs to convention. And guide dog users don't always want to be around their guide dog 100% of the time. And parents don't always want to be around their kids 100% of the time. So if you are able to watch somebody's guide dog or somebody's kid for a couple hours so that they can go on a tour or... Uh, have some other experience or some time away from, from their dog or kid, um, you may be able to earn a little bit of extra money and help someone out at the same time. Find part-time work at somebody's exhibit table. Working exhibit tables is hard. It, it's long hours. It's a lot of work. And uh, somebody might just be interested in having you work their table for a little while to give them a break. Do someone's laundry. If you're going to do your own because you're saving money, maybe you can do someone else's at the same time and, and uh, save them some time and uh, um, you know, give them clean clothes at the same time and, and uh, make a little bit of extra money. Sell something you top made. of the hour. Thank you, Mo. I'm almost done. Sell something you made. Do you make crafts that uh, people might want to buy? You can sell them at convention. You don't have to have a table for this. You can just do it out of your room or carry them with you. Uh, do you make food? Same thing. You can sell that. You don't have a table. Don't have to have a table. You can just carry it around with you. Uh, my friend Angela Fowler does this at uh, NFB conventions. She has a business called Angela's Awesome Jerky, and uh, she makes beef jerky, sells tons of it at NFB conventions. So, uh, you know, this is another way that uh, you can you can earn while you're uh, while you're at a convention. So those are my ideas for staying on budget, making conventions cheap. Now it's time to hear your ideas and open it up to you. See, I told you I was almost done, Mo. So, Mo, tell them how they do that. 
You do have one hand raised, and if you are on a telephone, you want to hit star nine. If you are on a cell phone or any kind of app, you want to go to the more menu, and it'll be a couple swipes uh, to find the raise hand option. If you are on a regular desktop computer, you want to hit Alt Y. And if you're on the Mac, um, Options Y and Command Shift A, I think, are the two commands. Um, but we will help you unmute because it varies from device to device and sometimes it's tricky. And do make sure you tab to hit the Got It button because this call is being recorded as this will become a podcast on ACB and possibly in other places as well. So, and Liz, I believe was your first hand. Hi, can you hear me? Thank you, Mo. And hi, Liz. Hey there. What have you got? Uh, hey there. Uh, first of all, I'm sorry you have so few people here wanting to save money on convention, given how pricey conventions are. And um, so that's one thing. Um, I would say the idea about getting a refrigerator, either your own refrigerator or sharing one with somebody who you know is getting a refrigerator if they're short of them in the hotel is a fabulous idea. So that way you can bring sandwich makings or buy salad makings or buy breakfast cereal and some milk or um, whatever, because um, a lot of that stuff is really expensive at conventions. Take advantage of the coffee in your room instead of buying it somewhere because all of that stuff is expensive. If you want to bring some coffee or get the hotel to get you some more coffee for your room or tea or whatever, you can try that. Um, so that's one thing. The other thing is if you're caring for or watching somebody's children or guide dog, um, uh, we've run into this. Um, if you don't know whether it's okay, don't do it. So for instance, if the person specifically said to you, oh, take my guide dog, put a harness on my guide dog and walk around as if you're a guide dog person and you've never used a guide dog, then yeah, you have permission to do that. Most people will not let you do that. Don't take the guide dog out into the hotel and pretend to be a trained guide dog user. You'll confuse the bleep out of your guide dog it's uh, out of the person's guide dog and you will not make the owner happy the dogs are under enough stress as it is so don't run experiments to try to figure out whether you can walk around with a guide dog or something um, because it will just make everybody crazy and similarly unless people say to you oh like um take my kids here or there or whatever you may want to check with them about whether it's okay to take their kids to blah, 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 because it's their kids and you need to be um, aware of how they are with things. The other thing is people may not actually give you money for caring for their guide dog or their um, kids, but you will, even if you don't get money or they don't offer to buy you a meal, which they might, or a drink, which they might, or they don't invite you to their room for a drink, which they might, because that's cheaper than drinking in the bar, which is another good thing. Go buy yourself liquor and drink upstairs with groups rather than drinking in the bar. But if you, um, 
if they don't pay you money, they may be willing to trade for something or do something. Or maybe you've just got somebody who's who you've done a favor for and who will remember that years later and will um, will help you out. And, and that's always good. Um, I've met people at convention because I did favors for them and they did favors for me. Chris is right about helping the people at the booths out, even if they don't offer to pay you and they may not. Um, they may, they would be really grateful if you walked around and maybe helped them hold their booth for like, you know, 15, 20 minutes while they take their guide dog out or help hold their booth while they, or, or you could go get the water or something that they can't get for themselves and be a runner for several people on the convention floor. I've done this. Um, I staffed the National Braille Press booth for years at conventions. Believe me, the, the people who are behind those tables are dealing in an exercise of endurance. It's about stay on your feet, stay alert, and stay there for 12 hours. Because a lot of times, even though the booth may not be open for 12 hours, you're asking, you're answering questions, and you're kind of on a lot. So be kind to the exhibitors, help them out, help them get water, help them get bathroom breaks and dog takeout breaks by by helping staff their convention. And even if they don't actually give you anything, you will you will earn gratitude forever. I know the people who helped me do that when I was staffing the NBP booth. So go for it, folks, and uh, have a great time at convention. Thanks, Liz. I see Amber has her hand raised. Uh, Amber, go ahead. What's up, Chris? <clears throat> uh, Lots of things. My family's getting a puppy. What's up with you? <laughs> Counting down to convention? Yeah. Oh, man. So yeah. um, something that I told my mammal I have is a SAMS membership. So one of the things that I am really encouraging us to do, and I'm pretty sure we're going to do, is me, my mammal, and my friend Eric, who's also going, we're going to go to SAMS, and we're going to buy a bunch of stuff so that we don't have to eat in the restaurants for the entire week. Wonderful. But also to kind of a, a counter to what that other lady said a second ago, if you're going to watch someone's dog or kids and you want to be paid and you're going to put an ad somewhere, you know, make sure you make it clear exactly what the expectations are. That way there's no reneging or arguing when it comes time to pay up. <laughs> yes. <sighs> yeah, I, th that's a good point. And I, so I want to address... I want to address that. And I also want to address what Liz said about gratitude. Gratitude is a very powerful thing. And you'll hear me talk over and over and over again about building relationships and being a good, a good person. Um, and gratitude is the reason why. And gratitude sometimes comes right away in the form of, like Liz says, buying you a drink or buying you a meal or something. And sometimes it comes years later. And I think the gratitude that comes years later is sometimes the most powerful because that might be gratitude in the form of, and it takes a lot of work to build up this, this level of gratitude, but it might be gratitude in the form of, hey, I know of a job opening, or I know of a great place to live that's on, on a bus stop that'll take you to a thousand places. Or, 
you know, any, any number of really great opportunities like that. Um, I know this great person that, that, that I want you to meet. That is sometimes the form of that gratitude comes in. And that is, that is just as good, if not better than money. Um, and then what you said, Amber, about um, making expectations clear. Uh, you don't have to put an ad anywhere to uh, to get arrange, you know, to make arrangements to watch someone's kids or watch someone's guide dog. In fact, it's maybe better if you don't. It's maybe better if you work out those arrangements with people you know and that know you, so that some of these concerns that Liz brought up about um, you know guide dog handling and and uh, kid care are understood. You know, you, you, you know, the person's kids and you know what their expectations are without necessarily needing to ask. But if you don't know someone well, absolutely make sure that you understand what they expect from you in terms of taking care of their dog or their kids. And also make sure that they understand what you expect from them. Um, that's that's really important and um you know babysitters these days even teenage babysitters are sometimes making 30 bucks an hour now i'm not advocating that you charge people 30 bucks an hour to watch their kid or watch their guide dog um but i am i'm telling you this because uh your time is worth something and um you know if you're if you're doing somebody a favor um, it is it is reasonable to ask them to do you a favor in return, and that favor may be in the form of money or it may be in the form of of some other kind of a trade. But don't be afraid to ask, and don't be afraid to negotiate um, in these cases because uh, you're 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 providing help to them that they should be grateful for. And that's why I also said, you know, if you're riding with someone to save yourself money, be grateful to them and show them that by buying them a meal, buying them a drink, helping them with gas money. The stuff isn't free for them either. So, uh, you know, you, that, that gratitude thing, it cuts both ways. Um, Mary, I think, is the next person that has their hand raised. Carla Hayes. <laughs> you may unmute. You hear me? Yes. Yep. Okay. Um, first of all, and just a little food for thought here. Uh, I think it was very unfortunate. Maybe the reason for the smallness of your on audience is because there were two convention-related programs that um, scheduled at the same time. Janet Dickelman is having a program at the same time, answering convention questions. So that's unfortunate because this is good stuff that you're giving, you know, and they're both good stuff and they shouldn't have been at the same time. But anyhow, um, one thing I want to bring up, and this might not work out for you guys, but it sure works for me. And the reason I say it might not work out for you is because I'm not a big eater, okay? And sometimes with the restaurant food being so expensive, I've done a couple of things like, um, and, um, and some hotels don't care if you do this, order off the, the children's menu, um, you know, because the meals are less expensive and, and you don't, I don't know, at least I don't need that much. Um, and another thing I've done is 
put an appetizer, you know, put two appetizers together or an appetizer and a soup and made a meal out of that. And um, people always tease me because they say I'm the cheap date. <laughs> but um, as I say, if it, that won't work if you're not a big eater. Another thing as a teacher that I find really um, helpful is um, my students know that I love coffee. And uh, they know what happens when Miss Hayes doesn't get coffee before her first period class. So one of the most favorite things that they give me are Starbucks um, certificates. And if I know that this hotel is going to have a Starbucks or there's one nearby, I save them and I bank those Starbucks gift certificates and my breakfasts are just about paid for. So, so those are just a few things that I have found helpful. And, and I just want to take this time to say that you're doing a great job with this, this um, seminar. It, you know, you're doing a good job with this, this session. It's really good. And it is a shame there aren't more people here because this is good stuff. Well, thank you. Um, do you go by Mary or Carla? Actually, I go by Carla. Uh, my account is Mary Carla Hayes, and it probably just didn't list the whole thing. Um, but I, I, I no, it says that. I just wasn't sure what. Uh, yeah. it, I, I I'm sorry. I I didn't know that. Yeah, so it's okay. Most people don't. And, and, and if you're getting I've mad seen at her me, around a lot. <laughs> if you get mad at me, you can say Mary Carla Hayes, and then I know I'm in trouble. <laughs> well, you had some great suggestions, and I I'm. Sorry, I didn't think of them myself. That ordering off the kids menu is is great, and there's a Starbucks on just about every corner. Sometimes there's a Starbucks across the street from a Starbucks. So that uh, uh, saving up those gift cards is, is is brilliant. Thank you for both of those, Carla. Yeah, and I I also take um you know when I pack, I'll take things that don't take up a lot of room, but don't take a lot of prep in case I don't get a refrigerator. I mean, once you if you don't ref Refrigerate Ensure, for example, or Carnation, well, Carnation Instant, um, um, you know, drinks, you just mix up, you know, mm -hmm. um, so they're just powder. But I mean, even the Ensure, they have a lot of vitamins in them, they're tasty, and you can take them along with you to, to seminars and things like that. And, and you're getting some nutrition too, but you're not spending a lot of money. Yeah. And, um, and, and another good thing about them is if you're taking a, a six pack of those insures, you know how when you come home and you try to pack to go home, it always seems to be more difficult to pack your suitcase to come home. Either your clothes aren't packed as neat or you've you've gathered a few more, you know, literature and things like that, a few more things. And so the, the, the suitcase doesn't go closed. Um, this sort of helps along those lines because you use up the food and then um, there's more room in the suitcase coming home. So those are a few things that I found that save money and space. Oh, I love that. Thank you very much, Carla. I really appreciate your your comments. Do we have other hands raised, Mo? You do have Liz hand is back up and you have about four, a little less than 14 minutes. Okay. Uh, go ahead, Liz. Yeah, hi. Um, back to food because food is such a heavy item. Bring good quality chocolate because and bring a like a box of good quality chocolate bars if good quality chocolate is your thing because sometimes people who won't accept money for doing something such as for instance the excited guides the volunteers 
somebody who's helped you out or something will be happy to take a really good chocolate bar. So it's a kind way of giving somebody something for something they've done without handing them like, you know, filthy luger, you know, without handing them money. And some people just don't want to take money or they're embarrassed or whatever, but they'll take a high, they'll take good quality chocolate or they'll take one of your Starbucks coffee coupons if you've got extras or something like that. So that's one thing. The other thing is if you are caring for somebody's children or dog or whatever, and they don't specifically ask you to feed said children or said dog, you probably want to avoid doing that because they have got routines and it's just unless you have permission to feed somebody's children or dog you probably want to um avoid you know going and, and and doing that kind of thing um and the other the other thing that that is true is think now about those extra things you could take um with you Instant ramen noodles. You can do boiling water in your room, folks. You can do the ramen noodle thing. Take a bowl or get a bowl somewhere and you can do that. Um, bring things that you can make in your room because those meals at hotels are really expensive and the lines are long. So even if you are going to eat in the hotel, if you're going to go down to breakfast, Find out if there's any kind of breakfast buffet included with your room. I don't know what's going on this year, but um, there's stories about that. So I don't know how that works. But go early because you're going to get more help if you're in there at 7 o'clock in the morning or 6.30 in the morning than you will if you get in there at 8.30 in the morning just before conventions start at 9. You're going to get backed up behind a lot of other people, and it's going to be much more frustrating. So. You know, try for something like that. Um, canned tuna fish is another thing you can bring. Um, anything like that that you can easily, uh, you know, and a lot of these cans now have these flip tops, so you don't have to bring a can opener. So things like that, canned salmon, canned tuna fish, a jar. Of, well, the only thing I would say about peanut butter is beware peanut butter on airplanes because um, there's some really ugly peanut butter stories, folks. So if you're going to bring peanut butter, I would suggest that you either carry it on in your carry-on, which they may or may not let you do anymore. I don't know what with airports. Or buy some when you get there. Otherwise, you can wind up with a smashed jar of peanut butter, and it's not attractive, folks. It will wreck your whole suitcase of stuff, and it's really easy to do. So do not put anything breakable in your checked luggage because things could get really weird really quickly. The other thing is take a bat, take a roll of packing tape with you because if you wind up with a suitcase overflow, you might be able to go down to the um, exhibit hall and mooch a box, a cardboard box off somebody at the last day of convention or whatever when they don't need them as much anymore. And pack up some of that extra stuff and ship it home UPS. Um, if you can get yourself a, a prepaid shipping bill or some kind of arrangement so you can, you can ship stuff home, only some things are eligible for free reading matter for the blind. So be careful with that one. There's laws about how to do that. Um, so that would be my suggestion. Bring some packing tape. 
and think carefully about things you can bring with you. Um, cheese works. Um, um, think about small things that carry a lot of um, nutritional weight, like, like I say, canned tuna fish, canned salmon, um, I don't know, sardines for those of us who eat sardines. The world is divided between sardine people and non-sardine people, and we know who we are. Um, something like that will absolutely work. If you are going to, um, if you're in a short distance, you might want to cook a few hard-boiled eggs before you leave because you can go through those. They're good protein. You don't want to have hard-boiled eggs that have been hanging out in your luggage and stuff for eight, ten hours because you'll get, I don't know what, some kind of foodborne illness. But if you're close and it works for you, um, do the hard-boiled egg thing. Um, it's easy, and you can you can do that. So hopefully that'll help. I know we've concentrated a lot on food here, but the reality is that food eats up a lot of money at conventions, and it's a big time swamp getting in and out of those restaurants. So for those of you who are new to conventions, um, you may want to navigate so you don't spend any more time than necessary in the restaurants because it will really soak up your time. Thanks, Liz. And yeah, food is food is just a popular topic. We all love talking about food. We love thinking about food. Um, I love your idea of carrying around some good chocolate to to show off your gratitude. That's really nice. Um, I just recently bought a uh, a cooler that's a backpack. And it's really it's a it's uh it's made by Yeti, but I'm sure that there are less expensive brands that do the same thing. But it's a great cooler. It it'll hold uh, several meals, um, and it's a backpack, so you can carry it on your back. So uh, you know you could, and it looks like a backpack, so you could potentially use it as your carry on bag, pack stuff in it for when you're on the plane, and then take that stuff out when you get to uh, at, uh, get to the convention and go and find yourself a grocery store and, and put some cold items in there. Or, uh, you know, like Liz was saying, pack some cold items and take them with you. Um, or ask Amber for help. She, she just left so I can volunteer her. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> um, her and her mama and their, their trip to Sam's club. Um, I mean that this is one of the great things about coordinating with friends is that if you do this with friends, you you know things that seem hard on on your own suddenly get a little bit easier, and you you can all work it out. Um, we're almost out of time here, so I wanna I wanna start to wrap things up. Um, I want to thank Mo and Deb Mo for hosting, Deb for streaming. Um, I want to thank all of the people that, uh, attended tonight and, uh, gave your comments and all the people that are listening on ACB media or will be listening on the podcast later. Uh, we, we meet every third Thursday of the month for this financial sense call. So it's going to inevitably collide with other people's uh, uh, programs. And, and that's just kind of the nature of the way things are. But one of the great things about having it recorded and, and podcasted is that um, 
we, uh, you know, we, we can listen into things that we weren't able to catch live. So I'm, I'm not worried about the number of people so much. I'm not worried about the competition. Uh, it just is the way that it is. Uh, I want to thank ACB Next Generation. It's a great affiliate, and I hope you'll check them out at acbnextgeneration.org. They just finished, uh, since we're talking about food, they just finished a fundraiser that uh, uh, watch for it again because uh, uh, it was a, a fundraiser with double good popcorn. And I just got my box of popcorn uh, last night. And the box is about three quarters gone already because it's so good. <laughs> so uh, keep watching for, I'm sure they'll do that fundraiser again. It was really popular and they were able once to- Once a year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, once a year. Um, and finally, uh, a reminder that uh, I am the president and CEO of Penny Forward. Penny Forward is a community of blind people building bright futures one penny at a, at a time. Our mission is to help blind people navigate the complicated landscape of personal finance through education, mentoring, and mutual support. You can learn more about us by visiting our website at pennyforward.com uh, where you're, there's uh, plenty of free stuff for you to check out. I hope you'll check out the Penny Forward podcast, for example, where right now, um, kind of because of some sad uh, sad occurrences, our, our editor, uh, Byron Lee, his mother passed away just recently. He was also our most recent guest on the Penny Forward podcast. Um, so we're taking a little bit of break and running some reruns. And uh, this week we posted a uh, rerun of our very, very first Penny Forward podcast episode. It's fun to listen to because it's kind of rough. It's kind of rough, but uh, uh, it features Michael Malver, an ACB member uh, who talks about uh, finding a job after a very long struggle. Um. And uh, we'll be airing some more reruns uh, through convention season and then coming back with uh, uh, new newly produced episodes after that. So uh, uh, stay tuned, but check out the Penny Forward podcast. We also have an active blog, uh, which consists of some of our own content as well as uh, content that we share from, from elsewhere. And uh, if, if these things are helpful to you uh, and you would like more help from us, Sign up, join Penny for the Penny Forward community for uh, just $7 a month or $77 a year by using coupon code CON7. If you're signing up for a monthly subscription, that's capital C, capital O, capital N7. Or if you're signing up for a yearly subscription, the coupon code is CON77, capital C, capital O, capital N, 77. And those coupon codes are not a secret. They're going to be up there on the, uh, on the website. Uh, there's a post that will go out right after this call letting you know what those coupon codes are. So I hope you'll join the Penny Forward community. We have calls like this once a week, and you can check them out as well as self-paced online courses and other bonus content released exclusively for our members. So again, thank you, Mo. Thank you, Deb. Thank you, ACB, Next Generation, and ACB Media. 
And I hope you all have enjoyed and appreciated this call. We'll be back again next month with another Financial Sense call. It'll be uh, long enough after convention season that I think it's worth holding a call. So uh, we'll see you again next month. And good night, everybody.